Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. In many ways, wrestling is just one big audition. I mean, you turn up, somebody looks at you and decrees how you shall be used. You think Mike Halleck wanted to be Mantor? No, but clearly Vincent Mann saw him and went, yeah, that dude looks a bit like a horse. And that was that. In hindsight, it probably would have been better if this had been killed off before we got to the green light stage. So please hit that subscribe button, because here comes 10 wrestlers who were rejected for famous wrestling gimmicks. Number 10, Mark Jindrak in Evolution. That is right. Today we know Evolution is a mystery and also a group that included Triple H, Ric Flair, Randy Orton, and Batista. They were pretty good, all things considered, and the project worked. Randy is now a living legend, whereas Big Dave used all of this to become a flipping movie star. Before this final four was confirmed, though, Mark Jindrak was on the team. No one can argue this, as there's promotional material out there for all of us to see. And yeah, look. There he is in the suit, the sunglasses. He has evolved. Not sure that was ever one of their catchphrases. According to Orton, the reason this never happened is because when he and Mark were together, all hell broke loose. Maybe not all hell, but they wound Triple H up something fierce and it got so bad he decided there's no way they could be in the same stable. Paul Levesque also thought the look of the forges didn't work. So we made some changes. There's every chance this could have clicked too, and the only reason we doubt it now is because we're so used to what we've got. But I mean, look at Jindrak. He went down to Mexico and became a megastar. Maybe all of this just came a bit too soon. Number 9, Moondog Rex in Demolition. Do you want to know how good Demolition were? Their tag team was a deliberate spin-off of the Road Warriors, and they were so awesome, Axe and Smash won the WWF tag team titles and became one of the best duos ever. That's brilliant. It's a good thing that Vince McMahon made some changes too, because this wasn't the original plan. Back in 1987, the original pairing was Bill Eady and Randy Colley, who before this was known to the audience as Moondog Rex. Everyone behind the scenes figured the face paint would help hide all of this, but that was stupid. During trial runs for this, fans just started chanting Moondog at him, because of course they did, and Stevie Wonder could have seen this coming. This is when Barry Darso stood in, who took the Smash character, and, well, smashed it. Sorry, but it's true. Number eight, Terry Taylor is Mr. Perfect. Terry Taylor is an interesting chap. If you hunt down shoot interviews from other wrestlers, 50% of them praise Terry as a hero, and the other half couldn't get on with him. So who knows? It was a struggle for Taylor, given that Vince McMahon made him the Red Rooster. That guy was never going to become a world champion. But the boss must have seen something in him, because there was chat, 
that he was going to become Mr. Perfect. A lot of this is based on whispers, but apparently the WWF paired Terry and Kurt Henning together on a few shows so they could see who could play the role better, with Kurt coming out on top. Bet he was overjoyed at that because soon after Taylor became the colorful bird. So that really is quite the shift. One of the best gimmicks ever to a farmyard animal. That is wrestling. Number seven, Chris Jericho is the goon. Is Chris Jericho pro wrestling's goat? It's hard to argue. He has quite literally done everything. Without him, who knows where AEW would be? Jericho used his platform really rather exquisitely. His career may have gone very differently, however, because according to the man himself, he was going to be cast in the WWF on his debut as the goon. In case you don't know, that isn't good. Jericho mentioned that during the time he was trying to get signed, the World Wrestling Federation was all in on enhancement talent that had a character, one of which was going to be a hockey player who loved to fight. And yes, that's how low we're going here. Given that he was from Canada and enjoyed the sport, Chris was well aware that this could be him, so he decided to wait for this era to pass, and wouldn't you know it, he got it right. Seems to be a thing with him. He just knows. Number six, Conan is Max Moon. I suppose this is a famous gimmick, although infamous is more appropriate, and most of us know that originally it was going to be Conan under that bizarre helmet. That may not seem like a big deal today, but trust me, in 1992 and 1993, K-Dog had been killing it in Mexico. WWF to choose to do this with him is nuts. He got this too and decided that he want no part of it, even after being fitted for the gear, especially because the powers that be wanted him to have an actual working jetpack that would take him to the ring. There's a recipe for disaster, to say the least. This is where the gimmick went to the Orient Express's Kato, who was actually Paul Diamond, but nobody would know this as we kept him under a mask. And do you want to know how long this lasted? Three weeks. And even that was arguably too long. I mean, it's 2022, and I still don't know how or what Max Moon was meant to be. Number five, Bret Hart as the cowboy. Think of that. And I don't mean he was just going to be called Cowboy Bret Hart. I mean the horse, the hat, the everything. This is what Vince McMahon wanted to do. Where does it come from? The future hitman pushed back by saying that where he was from, you better be a cowboy if you said you were a cowboy, which now makes me want to go to Calgary and tell people I'm a cowboy. I mean, what happens? You have to rustle up some cattle? That's quite fun. He must have made a compelling point because this went nowhere, and soon after, everybody realized that Brett didn't need much of a gimmick. Was so good in the ring, it was enough to sell into the audience. And eight years later, he was proved right when he became the WWF champion. How mad is that, too? Eight years. Today, he'd have that belt within the month. And I'd still be cool with it. I love Bret Hart. And before Hulk Hogan was Hulk Hogan. Let us be honest. By the summer of 1993, Vince McMahon was sick of Hulk Hogan. The two had very different visions for the direction of Hulkamania namely that Vince wanted to build new stars, whereas Hogan wanted to be the top guy forever. Literally. It could be 2068 and he'd still be pushing for that WrestleMania main event. So as weird as the title of this entry sounded, that is what was happening here. McMahon wanted a new Hogan and he didn't want it to be Hogan. He had a whole host of other choices he wanted to pull the trigger on. And even though we had that farce at WrestleMania 9 where Hulk got what he wanted, months later he was out the company... We didn't see him back for six years. The thing is, though, number three crushes Lex Luger as Hulk Hogan. That's right. This is how confusing the mid-90s gets, but I'm standing by it. As Vince did indeed start this search, Crush was an early frontrunner because he was massive. Yep, 
That was about the long and the short of it. I think that man may have forgotten that he had lost to a pair of doinks recently, but whatever. He was protected during the King of the Ring pay-per-view as he took on Shawn Michaels for the IC title. And for a while there, Crush was going to be the guy to slam Yokozuna on a boat to start his push as the new babyface. <laughs> it didn't happen. Before anything had started, Vince remembered that Lex Luger was more jacked and therefore would be more popular, so pivoted to him instead. If you're not aware of all of this, it did not work, and before long, the WWE had to do what they should have done in the first place, push Bret Hart. Crush found his way to Japan after this, probably really sad that his big moment had been taken away. I do get it, but once again dad's wrestling. Number two, Daniel Garcia in the Backpool Combat Club. Given this is part of the story, it's kind of obvious, but it is nice to have modern entries in these things. As of me speaking, though, Daniel Garcia is still a friend of the Jericho Appreciation Society, despite flirting with the Blackpool Combat Club. He even teamed with Brian Danielson to take on the Wizard in an episode of Dynamite. This soon turned out to be a ruse as he was still part of the pack, but it all started because behind the scenes, Danielson wanted Garcia in his group, whereas Jericho saw it differently. He thought Dan, along with 2.0, were a great act and should be kept together, so he brought them all into the fold. We then took this and told the same tale on screen, and all of it was pretty good. Or at least I've enjoyed it. A proper sports entertainment topsy-turvy roller coaster. I still think Dan sticking with the JAS made more sense too. He could now be twice as big of an asshole. Number one, MJF as WWE's MJF. Kinda. It all depends how you take the following, but this is true. For one, there's pictures of MJF online as Finn Balor's paint dummy WWE. And while this was never meant to be anything more than a modeling gig, I like throwing such facts into the mix. I think it makes the videos more interesting. There was also a 2015 Tough Enough audition, which is also available online, which of course led to that fallout with Riddy and Regal that was documented on Dynamite. And most of us have seen Maxwell playing an NXT security guard that gets properly shoved by Samoa Joe. <laughs> Looked like he was going to kill him. Now, as ever, MJF likely needed these setbacks to get where he is today. But that is three occasions where someone at World Wrestling Entertainment could have seen Freeman and gone, wait a minute, and they didn't. He is now one of the best new stars in ages. What the hell is even his ceiling? I mean, if we get to 2030 and he doesn't have both AEW World Champion and WWE World Champion, that's right, on his CV, then something has gone very, very wrong. Won't, though. This is going to be so damn right. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.